another good question is, you know, are you allowed to see the rate sheets that come from the lenders? Because sometimes the rate sheets will have the commissions on them. And can you talk to a BDM? If you don't know what a BDM is, so lenders have business development managers. You could say, can I ask my business development manager about how the commission works? Because sometimes they won't tell you. They'll be like, I can't. They don't want to like upset the owner of the company. But you just need to understand how this works. I know this is going to be a fact. I'm going to get some hate mail from owners out there for sharing this stuff with you. But honestly, like, let's just be open. Tell everybody what's going on and let people decide what's best for them. That's what I think. So if I get some hate mail on this, that's fine. I can live with it. But if you can talk to the BDM about that, then you know you have a fully transparent operation that you're dealing with. The most inspiring stories from today's most successful mortgage brokers. Join your host, Scott Peckford, on I Love Mortgage Brokering. Hey, Broker Nation. Scott Peckford here. Welcome to the I Love Mortgage Brokering Rookie Mortgage Broker Podcast. Every Friday, we talk to a rookie who's making waves in the mortgage industry, find out how they're succeeding, what they're doing to be successful today. However, today, I'm going to switch it up a little bit, and I'm doing a solo episode, and it's called the Rookie Agent Survival Guide. So I believe that one of the big things that's near and dear to any new agent's heart is where they decide to sign up, which company they join. And so we created a survival guide with 25 plus questions you need to ask before signing on the dotted line. So that was kind of the impetus for the show. You can go to rookieagentguide.ca to download it. So that's rookieagentguide.ca. You can download it and we are always updating it. So as the industry changes and evolves, we'll be updating that guide. So you can always use that as a reference for deciding where you should put your license. Before we jump into this episode, there's five main categories that we have in the guide. I'm not going to go through everything in it because there's quite a bit of questions in there. And I think it's important. This is a big decision for you as a new agent, where you hang your license and who you're going to partner with. And so it's really important that you understand all of the nuances of it because too many people say to me, you know, I didn't know this and they didn't tell me about that. And I don't think that people are dishonest. It's just that without clarity, it can feel like dishonesty if there's not clarity. And so this is why you need to have these frank discussions because your livelihood depends on it. But before we jump into that, I want to give a huge shout out to Finmo, who's our title sponsor for this series that we do. And why do I love Finmo and why do we personally use it is because it's just easy to use. You know, I remember when I first started in the mortgage business, there was only one program that we could use. So when we wanted to submit to lenders and the application thing, there was one option. And I think of it like one bridge to this island of lenders and they didn't really update it, right? And now we've got multiple options. There's three, four different ways that mortgage brokers now in Canada have options. And it's fantastic because what's happening is everybody's upping their game. So whatever platform you decide that you want to use, fantastic. I just think that it's great that there's more choice and more competition, which means you as an agent is going to get a better experience and your clients will as well. So Finmo, I think it's fantastic. It's a application submission and document collection platform. And like right now, they already have over 260 lenders on there. So finmo.ca slash ILMB to check them out. And let's jump into this show. So, okay, first category. So there's five I want to talk about commissions, lenders, training, support, and then others. It's kind of the category of a whole bunch of other things that fit in there. So let's talk about commission first. So in terms of questions you need to ask is you need to understand how the splits work, right? How do they work? And then how do they change? Because often when you're new, you're going to go on a split to, you know, it could be like you're on a 50-50 split for this many deals. But when does it change? Is it a certain number of deals? Is it a certain volume? There's so many different ways people do it. There's not one way. So you need to understand how that works. That's the first thing. Then you need to ask, okay, does it include volume bonus? And so volume bonus, if you don't know what that is, I didn't even know what this was actually when I first got in the mortgage industry. But and not all lenders have a volume bonus, but some of them do. And so when you submit files to a lender, there's a commission, but there's a bonus that that group will get. So that office will get based on 
hitting certain targets and it can be significant so it could be like 25 to 30 percent you know on top of your commission so you need to understand am i getting my split on the commission and the volume bonus or is it just on the commission because that can make a big difference in what that final pay in your pocket is that's something you need to ask about ask about trailer fees so you don't know what trailer fees are trailer fees are some lenders they don't pay a big commission up front they pay it slowly over time and so if you have uh, brokerages or companies that want to push people to trailer fees that's great long term but what if you're not there long term what if you leave do your traders come with you do they belong to the brokerage right these are things that people when three four years in they're like i wish i would have thought to ask this stuff but you don't know because you're still new and figuring out which way is up and so that's why i think it's important that you know the answers to these questions so that there are no surprises there's another thing that happens in our industry called lender points and so lender points some not, not all lenders they'll actually have a pool of points so the number of mortgages that you fund with them you'll collect this pool of points and those points can be traded in for you know sometimes you can use them for marketing sometimes you can use them to pay for appraisals who gets those points are they your points do they belong to the company what does that look like so again because here's the thing if all of a sudden you join a company 18 months later you're well, like i didn't know about any of this how come nobody told you? you're going to feel a little bit like you were duped and hopefully they're not trying to dupe you but if you show up with the right questions you won't get duped because you'll be like i know all the answers to these questions so that's why i want to talk about this and then how often is payroll like what does that look like and then just when it comes to splits there's a really important thing to be aware of like i was talking to an agent the other day and she was saying to me that she was on a 50 50 split and then when she hit a certain number of files i think it was 10 she went to 60 40. And I'm like, oh, it's fantastic. But then she said, I didn't realize that actually there was a royalty and a company split before the 60-40. And so it was only when she was looking at her pay statement, she's like, wait a second, the numbers don't add up. And so a question you need to ask is, is there a royalty fee? So often, if you're part of a national brokerage, there's benefits to being part of big brokerages. I'm not going to say that, you know, but you need to know before my split, what comes off, right? That's a question you want to ask. Before we go on my 50-50, 60-40, whatever that looks like split, is there anything that comes off the top? And in her case, there was almost five and three quarter royalty plus the company took 5%. Then she was on a 60-40 split. So she's like, I'm really on a 50-50 split. But it wasn't explained to me that way. And so now you know. You're going to be able to be like, wait a second, explain to me how this works. And you'll have the answer to that. So that's just some of the thoughts around commission. So now in terms of lenders, a couple things you want to know about with lenders. Do I submit them to the lenders? Do you submit them for me? Do I have to get signed up with the lenders? Can I get signed up with the lenders personally? Or do I have to use under your name? These things will all affect you know long term if you end up having to change companies or choose to change companies. Your ability to be flexible and what you want is if you have a you know those lending relationships ideally you want to be able to take some of them with you so that you don't have to start over because otherwise you're starting back at square one if you have to change companies right so find that out if they're submitting the files for you is there a fee so some companies will have for new people they'll be like okay we'll submit all your files for you just go out and find them give us the file we'll submit it and then they take a fee they charge 500 bucks well and this sounds great because you're like this is great i don't have to i can just worry about selling i don't have to think about the underwriting as much but when i've talked to agents who've gone through that they're like i didn't really know how to do it i got some mortgages approved great i paid them their fee to do this for me but then i don't really know how it works and so you do need to learn how to underwrite so there's two skills i say sales and underwriting you need to know how to underwrite if you want to be a successful mortgage agent you need to do both at some point you may not do it anymore like you know when you get really big you may not even touch those parts of the files you may just focus on the sales that's fantastic but you need to know your stuff before you can do it so it's important to understand how that works ask about which lenders are signed up with another good question is you know are you allowed to see the rate sheets that come from the lenders because sometimes the rate sheets will have the commissions on them and can you talk to a bdm if you don't know what a bdm is so lenders have business development managers you could say can i ask my business development manager about how the commission works 
Because sometimes they won't tell you. They'll be like, I can't. They don't want to like upset the owner of the company. But you just need to understand how this works. I know this is going to be a fact. I'm going to get some hate mail from owners out there for sharing this stuff with you. But honestly, like, let's just be open. Tell everybody what's going on and let people decide what's best for them. That's what I think. So if I get some hate mail on this, that's fine. I can live with it. But if you can talk to the BDM about that, then you know you have a fully transparent operation that you're dealing with. Okay, so that's just some ideas on lenders. In terms of training, so what kind of training programs do you have? That's an important question to ask, you know, and is it pre-recorded? Is it live or ad hoc? Is it structured? Like explain to me what that looks like from a training perspective. And if it's live, what happens if I miss it? Um, is there a calendar? Like what kind of calendar of training events are you guys doing? Is it ongoing? So you want to have a sense of like, what am I getting from my training? And I think when, again, it comes to this training, there's two things you have to ask about sales training, which is how do I get business? And then underwriting training is how do I get the mortgages funded? And there should be training on both. You should have training on sales and you should have training on underwriting. And again, same thing with the underwriting. Is it pre-recorded? Is it live? Are there modules? Is it ad hoc? Is there a structure to what I'm going to learn? And then the big important question is how often is it updated? Like, is this training that was from, you know, five years ago? Because when I talk to people that, you know, one of the things you may not realize is people who are really successful today. So, you know, in the business 15 years, what they did to be successful most of it wouldn't work today. Some of it would, but some of the things that we could do 15 years ago won't work today. And so you can get some pretty bad advice if somebody hasn't been trying to build a business from scratch in today's market, which is different. You do have to adjust just like the market evolves. You have to adjust your strategy and your tactics. And if you don't, you're going to take longer and struggle. Another important question, do you have any success stories from your training? So like, could you have any success stories like of people that have gone through it and given feedback? I think that's a valid question to ask if you're going to a brokerage that your assumption that there's going to be training provided. Okay, so we talked about commission. We talked about lenders. Let's talk about support. So another important question is support. Okay, I got some training. I don't understand how the money works. Who do I come to when I got a question on a file or on a sales question? Who do I come to? You know, who's the person? Am I assigned a mentor? Is it you, the person that's hiring you? And if so, you need to ask, are they an active broker? And how busy are they? Because you may think, if I've got this amazing person I work for who's crazy busy, but how available are they going to be to actually? And there's a few people out there that can do this. There's a few people that run a very productive shop and also mentor people but it's challenging because the feedback that i get from people is that you know they'll sign up with a brokerage they'll have a mentor assigned to them or maybe it's the owner of a smaller shop and when they have a question they got a file they're like okay i don't know is this an a deal a b deal i'm not sure what to do with it they reach out to the owner or the mentor and the mentor's like sorry i'm you know i'm just i can't get back to you i'm in the middle of my own file firefighting fires and so like how long can i expect to wait on this i've heard of people waiting days to get an answers back from their mentors and it's absolutely ridiculous like it should not happen at all that you have to wait days i talked to a new agent recently and she told me that inside their company they have a slack channel and so you can go in there and ask questions and her mentor said to her hey look don't go in there because you're making me look bad but yet the mentor was not helping her so she's like i'm getting no support and when I go into this public thing to share, she's like, hey, can you not do that because you make me look like I'm not doing a good job of mentoring? This person, by the way, the way it works with mentoring, again, let's throw everything on the table. That mentor makes money off of your deals, which is fair enough, right? They're going to help you take you into their wing. But if they're going to make money off your deals and then not provide support, that's a problem. Or they're going to be like, oh, come to you and say, hey, don't post that because you make me look bad. Well, then don't be a mentor. Like, you know, duh. If you don't have the time to do it, don't do it. That's what I believe. 
And then the other thing with support, what happens if I want to reach out to the person multiple times a day? Like, is that even possible? Or would I drive them crazy? Like, what if I have a lot of questions? You know, get a sense of what that would look like. And then what other options do you have for support? So like, is there a Slack channel? Is there like some private Facebook group? Like, where else can I get support from you guys, from the company that I'm paying because you are paying out of your commissions? What does that look like? Right? Like I talked about the Slack channel. So that's another area you need to talk about. And then I just have another category other because there's a whole bunch of other things. So you got to ask about fees. Okay, so are there any other fees I need to be aware of? What is the cost of E&O insurance? If you don't know what E&O insurance is, it's errors and emission insurance, and you have to have it if you're a mortgage broker. So what is the cost? Who pays for it? Like, how does that work? What about license transfer fees? If you have a license somewhere right now and you're moving, what is the cost of that? Who picks that up? You know, some provinces in BC is $200. I think in Ontario, it's like 25 bucks. So it's no big deal. Transfer fees. What's that look like? Are there any monthly fees? And if there are, is it a tech fee? What's included? So the monthly fee that I'm paying, what am I getting for that monthly fee? Right? Really important question. And are there desk fees? Some places have desk fees. So if you're like, hey, if I want to go in office, you got to spend an extra 300 bucks a month or 200 bucks a month to have a desk. You want to make sure that you understand all of the costs that are associated with it, not just you know, hey, look, the split sounds great, but you know, the split is only a piece of the entire pie. If you have a great split, but you have no training, no support, your chances of success are very low because you're going to need a lot of training and help to get to that, you know, first five to 10 million in production. So those are some of the questions you asked. In terms of perks and benefits, so are there any other benefits I should be aware of? You know, are there any niches your company's particularly good at? You know, you can ask that question. Is there something that you guys have really dialed in? Is it possible? Can I talk to a couple of the new people at your brokerage to find out what it's like there? Again, I'm going to get hate mail for sure. It is what it is. It's fine. So if you say, hey, can I talk to a couple of new people at your brokerage and they don't want to let you talk to anybody, that should be a red flag. Because if the agents at the brokerage are saying wonderful things, that's probably a good sign. It's not the only thing, but you certainly want to know. And when you talk to that person, you want to get some straight up feedback on, you know, support, how long and that kind of thing. So ask some of these same questions. Can I see a copy of the contract? So this is another thing that's important to ask. What does your contract look like? What are you signing yourself into? Full expectation that if I decide to join your brokerage, that it'll work out. But what if it doesn't? What if I have to leave? You know, what happens there? Who owns the clients? Do I own my clients? Can I take them with me? Do you own my clients? especially your first ones, you go out and work really hard to find your first clients. And then you're like, Oh, crap. I know of some companies that they literally keep all those orphan clients, and then they just market the heck out of them. So now you're competing with your previous company on these mortgages on these clients that were yours to begin with. I personally think, hey, look, in the US anyway, we call mortgage brokers originators, which means you go out and find the business, it should belong to you as an individual, I don't believe it should belong to the company. And then another great question to ask is, you know, what submission platform do you use? You know, what are you guys using for submission? And what are the costs like? Are there any costs associated with it? So these are just some of the questions that we've baked into this rookie agent survival guide. So if you want to go check that out and download it, I highly recommend that you use that as a tool for helping you make better decisions. So rookieagentguide.ca, that's rookieagentguide.ca. Also, the reason I'm passionate about this is because I've been in the mortgage business a long time, training business, and we recently started a brokerage designed specifically for new agents. And so what we do is we help new agents find and fund their first 10 mortgages. And I believe that we have just the best in terms of training, the sales training side of it. And I think we have world-class support that we provide with it. Of course, you can go where you like, but I do believe we have a fantastic model. And the reason that I'm doing this episode is because in all these discussions I'm having with new agents, I'm like, holy crap, it is just, it's a little gong show out there in terms of what people get, what they're told, what the expectations are, and nobody really knows. And, and they sort of discover it over time. And I just feel like that's not the right way to do it. So if you want to check out my upcoming, I do a info session about our brokerage, you can go to get 
10funded.com. That's get the number 10funded.com. Check out that info session. Check out what our brokerage is doing. And even if we're not a fit for you or where you are is happy, awesome. That's fantastic. But hopefully this tool will help you make better decisions or this guide will help you make better decisions with your mortgage career. Thanks guys so much. I appreciate you. In the next episode, I will be talking to another top rookie that I'm excited to share with you. This is an I Love Mortgage Brokering production.